I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Doggins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, from the French Quarter, what you got for me, Isaac Harris? Let's go! Let us go. Let's go, baby! Let's go. What a win! What a win! It, somebody texted me right at the end of the game. They're like, man, what a fun game. I'm like, yeah. And I wrote back. I said, heck of a game. So so much fun. And then I wrote back, asterisk, fun three quarters. Because that first quarter. <laughs> oh, man. Oof. Oh, the timeline was toxic. The timeline was toxic during that first quarter. Uh, obviously, on the podcast today, we are breaking down the Mavericks 123 to 116 win over the Pelicans in New Orleans. And man, that there's just so much, so many things to get to. That first quarter, the Mavericks are down by, I think, uh, 13 or 14 at one point. They're down 16 in the second quarter, but it just did not look good. The Pelicans scored 41 points in that first quarter. Uh, <laughs> Mavs scored 27. It was just, it was not good. It was awful. It was Nothing looked good. Um, they're so sloppy. Their defense wasn't communicating. Favors was scoring on literally everything because anytime that Favors was at a screen, Porzingis would switch, and then the guard was like, "No, I'm going to try to fight through this screen," and he wouldn't yeah. go to Favors, and Favors would just be behind the defense because, oh my gosh, there's so many things running through my head. But they started a new starting lineup: Brunson with Luca, Courtney Lee, who. We never saw him again. <laughs> never saw him again this game. Dorian Finney-Smith and Porzingis. The first time we're seeing Porzingis starting at the five because the Pelicans started Lonzo, Drew, um, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, and Derek Favors like we thought they would. Same lineup they started in the first game. So the Mavericks tried out this new starting lineup, and apparently the only players that are the same in the starting lineup are Luca, Porzingis, and Courtney Lee. <laughs> Everyone else is fluid. All the other two positions. Uh, but starting this new starting five really messed their defense up at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it it did. It did, but it's like another – it did to an extent. I think it was kind of twofold. Uh, I think it was the team defense. They were, you know, they were switching everything, and if if the guard didn't get through the screen or at least fought through the screen, it favors to, you know, get that inside position, But or they would just switch it. And, like, I feel like how many times yeah. – I feel like it was, like, three times in a row Favors had, you know, uh, Dorian switched off on him. And, I mean, Dorian's great, but, like, he was just shooting jump hooks right over him, like, three feet away from the basket. Yeah, because Favors, so was- Favors is good, and the Mavs should have signed him. <laughs> uh, that was a, they that were- was a thing I was a proponent for, and Isaac wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's good. I think he gets a little overhyped. But he, like he barely played in the fourth quarter, so – I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, them running Ingram at the five was crazy. And, um, but yeah, they, they switched a lot of stuff in the first, uh, New Orleans just shot the heck out of the ball in the first quarter. Yeah, I think they, they shot like 70% or something from the field. Uh, so I think it was twofold, bad defense, bad switching defense, uh, but really good shooting, uh, on the Pelicans front. And I wasn't like a DEFCON, you know, one, yeah. like everyone else or four or however way you want to go in that, uh, ranking but it was <laughs> what is the ranking defcon five is it five is the highest or defcon one is the highest like the most defcon uh, i'm gonna let's go with five defcon five um, def jam one i'm at a def jam one right now with that win let's go 
but yeah, I mean, there was there were questions that I was asking off the bat. Uh, why wouldn't Bobine get any minutes in that first quarter when it felt like they were just getting they were just getting bucket after bucket in the paint? And I, in my mind, obviously, I'm not <laughs> Rick Carlisle, but uh, in my mind, obviously, I was like, "You're much nicer <laughs> to me." <laughs> Uh, I'm much nicer to myself. We can, than, oh, come on. <laughs> um, no, because then you'd be Rick Carlisle. I don't know. Hey, I, I did tweet out. I said, uh, him starting Jalen Brunson, that was a birthday gift for me tonight. And that's the closest <laughs> I'll ever get uh, from uh, from Rick Carlisle for a Brunson. birthday gift. Uh, but anyway, I just thought that they should have put Boban in for just a couple minutes there in that first At quarter. The to stop yeah. the yeah, stop the bleeding from the, <laughs> inside the paint. Uh, but he never got in. And that second quarter was incredible. Like that, that second quarter, I tweeted, like, that's where what makes the Mavericks a good basketball team. That's where you're yeah. asking the questions after that first quarter of like, dang it, are we like, is this just part of it now? Is this what's just the, like their defense? You ever seen that, that viral video of the kid that just got, um, just left the dentist? Oh, what's the kid's name? Somebody just left the dentist. Charlie Lee's the dentist or something. And he goes, he's like saying all these things and he has, he obviously had the, the Novocaine or whatever. And he's like really loopy and he goes, looks at his mom and he's like, is this going to be forever? That's <laughs> what it felt like the first quarter was. Is this Mavericks defense just going to be terrible? Are they always going to have these you know communication issues? And then they really just cleaned all that stuff up and they went to their bread and butter, which is Luca and KP just running a two man game and everybody else looking for opportunities to just butt in and get, you know, baskets when they can, not just them creating offense. Yeah, that when they at the end of that second quarter, I think that second quarter out of all of the stuff in the preseason, out of the first game of the season um, against Washington and even this whole game, that second quarter, that one quarter right there, just it was a telling thing for me. It was this is just this is a different team. Like we've been hyping up and we've been so excited as like. That shows that they're a good basketball team. That shows team. that we were that, right. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm just like, man, that that is a telling thing that they can be down by 16 points in the first half, and they go into halftime up by eight. And I mean, the catalyst of all of that was the second quarter of Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, that's where we've we've watched Luca, especially last year, especially after they made the trade, and it just felt like Luca and a bunch of other players. This is where the benefit of having two superstars on your team. It's when Luca, uh, he's either not on the floor yeah. or being more passive. Christoph Porzingis showed that, like, I am a star in this league, and he took over that second quarter, both offensively and defensively. Yeah, it turns out having t- having good basketball players makes your team better, Isaac. Uh, that that's crazy. And if you <laughs> score more points, you will win the game. 100% that's a key of the to time. a victory. One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Um, okay, so other things from the first quarter. Um, we saw we saw a little bit of Seth Curry in this in that quarter, and then we just we, we could have a whole Seth Curry segment, by the way. But let's just do it right now. Then we 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 saw a little bit of Seth Curry in the first quarter, and it just little pieces of him. It was like one or two minute stretches. It felt like, and then he really got time in the fourth, and he really he really shined in the fourth quarter, but. Uh, he finished with 17 minutes, but up until the fourth quarter, really didn't feel like he was playing at all. Um, he had a knee thing, but apparently that's not a thing anymore. And I just, why are they not playing Seth Curry more? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's it, it is. If you go back to when right before the season started, when we're talking on the podcast, we're like, hey, listen, 
somebody is not going to be able to play all the time yeah. and we're all going to get super pissed about it. And we're like, whether it's Dorian or Maxi or Justin Jackson or Seth or something like that. And right now it's JJ Barrett. JJ Barrett's not playing at all. Yeah. And Boban hasn't played yeah, at all and, either. And, and Boban, both of those guys, but the Mavericks are two and oh, but Seth Curry, that's the one that kind of surprises me some. And I, I know you're like, all right, where does he go? Where's he going to play? Because DeLon Wright had an incredible game. We'll talk more about that. But you know, DeLon Wright played 31 minutes. Uh, Dorian played 21. Well, Brunson played, played 32 tw- minutes. Yeah, and, and Brunson played 28 minutes. So you're like, where's he going to get in there? Luca played. My th- thing, Luca played almost 38 minutes. I mean, that, that, that's pretty well. That's not going to happen every night. But like my like Courtney Lee played five minutes, and my thing with that is if Courtney <laughs> Lee is just going to be the spot starter and play five minutes, and Seth isn't going to be part of that like main rotation off the bench it just feels like he's throwing in it thrown in there at random times why don't you start Seth in the Courtney Lee role give him those extra five minutes and that would bump him up to you know he had 17 tonight that would bump him up to the 20 22 23 mark and like I and have him do what Courtney Lee does I mean, he, it's not like Courtney. I mean, we like. I mean, Courtney's a great guy, but like, I don't. I that's. I don't get that. And especially when Seth came in in that fourth quarter, what do you have? Eight or nine points in the fourth. Which immediately hit two, hit two threes, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is a revelation. The Mavs hit yes. nine threes in the first half. They hit five threes the rest of the game, and two of them were, were Seth Curry's. That's and that's what he does, and that's what, just that's why you signed yeah, him to a four year deal. Like you had Courtney Lee out there chasing around JJ Redick. Seth Curry can chase around JJ yeah. Redick. You know, like have him and then, chase and, and, and JJ Redick can chase to, him around. <laughs> exactly, and he and, and Seth can shoot forty five percent from three. So, but I don't want to say anything like complain about things I'm frustrated about because this was an incredible like win. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna go back. to We're still in the first quarter. Um, I think that Rick Carlisle was really just trying things out. Like this was a real audition period for. Uh, Mm -hmm. maybe just this game, but maybe for the future as well, just different lineups. Cause he was just throwing guys in there. I mean, they tried that starting lineup until like six minutes and then they put in Maxi and Tim Jr. And Delon Wright with Luca and Dorian. So they went, you know, Maxi at the five and the only big man out there. And then they went, you know, they put Justin Jackson and Dorian face Smith in there. And then at towards the end, they didn't have Luca or Porzingis in there. And he was just throwing different lineups out there, just trying to figure out what was the best look against this Pelicans team that's kind of hard to game plan against because they have all these different guys they can throw in there. We mentioned this. They play smaller. They have, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of talented guys out there with the Pelicans. I mean, they're, they're, they were literally running Brandon Ingram as their backup five. Yeah. Him or Melly. I guess it's Melly, right? Melly. Yeah, it is Melly. Yeah, I went and watched. <laughs> I actually went and watched some highlight videos of him. Um over in Europe, and I saw a game where he was playing against Luca, and it was funny. Oh, that's cool. They were only speaking in Italian, I think. Italian or hmm. German. It was one of the two highlight videos I watched. He's like, Nicola Melli. Luca, don't you Nicola Melli. I was like, oh, I know those words. <laughs> I know both of those words. But yeah, I mean, going back to that starting unit, I am a proponent for JJ, for JJ, for Jalen Brunson starting. And I know what he brings off that second unit. I get that for sure, but I just I love having his playmaking. He's going to be in there at the end of games. I'm really confident in that, and he was. You mm-hmm. saw him and Seth Curry there at the end. And Delon, that's that's and, the lineup. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you have to have Seth shooting there at the that at the end of the game. But I just love having that. He is that secondary playmaker to Luca. They play so well together that you could tell they just have the chemistry. He gives. 
an offensive punch next to Luca a little bit. He does all the right things. We, I mean, I, I feel like we. It's just a broken record hyping Brunson, and I mean, I, yeah, I was still stand by him. Like he's the, he's his third best Maverick on the team. Jalen Brunson plays well with anyone. You and I could go out there and Jalen Brunson would get help us get buckets. And we would be like, oh my gosh, how am I just like all of a sudden laying the ball up when not even realizing where I am on the court right now? That turnaround shot he had over Brandon Ingram. Oh, I mean, beautiful. Brandon that, Ingram is, the, a, is a long human. He has like yes. Kevin Durant length and he can shoot that. I over. thoroughly enjoyed the Ingram Porzingis matchup there in the yeah, second half. And that, that was just a fun, it, it was just, it was crazy because Porzingis is seven three, like a legit center. I mean, obviously he is, but like he's like out on the wing trying to guard Ingram. Ingram, it, it was just fun seeing like the chess match between both of them. Of Ingram, he he couldn't get out there a few times quick enough on Ingram as he would hit the three, but then he would post up Ingram in the post and shoot right over the top of him too. And but Ingram's so like linky, and I just can't wait for the Cavs to max him out next summer. <laughs> I mean, it's like what them or the Hawks. So, I mean, the he's Hornets. Not get, do the Hornets have money? I don't know. They, I think they do. They that's have to have money because half be their Hornets. team is yeah, half their team is like unrestricted free agent. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's get into the rest of this game, the good parts of this game because we've only talked about the first quarter, and then Delon Wright and Luca obviously definitely need some attention as well as Porzingis every time. Coming up. All right, Isaac, do we want to talk about Delon right now because? We were asking after the first game, you know, what is DeLon Wright's role? Where does DeLon Wright fit? He came off the bench, played almost 32 minutes, 20 points, seven rebounds, three assists, five steals. The defense was mm-hmm. really coming out. Any lazy pass, DeLon Wright is just there somehow. Even if he was guarding across the court, he would just show up, like apparate right there in front of a lazy pass and get it. Uh, he had an incredible game. He it felt like he was everywhere. I mean, we obviously I think he just talked to the media after the game. I haven't seen anything from that, and he probably wouldn't admit this of saying that he was motivated, you know, by not starting or motivated by getting benched. Um, but you have to think that if you were in Delon, Kendrick Perkins just tweeted, "Luka Doncic is special in all caps. God bless America." What? I, I can't. I know I have you hate Kendrick of, Perkins. No, no, don't say. I have a lot of takes of Kendrick Perkins in the media, and but a lot of people love him, so I'm just gonna leave that alone. I just thought that was funny. This is a weird tweet. Uh, but no, like God you have to think if you're in Del- if you're in Delon's shoes and you get benched, you have to like. I mean, I know I would take that person. I'm like, all right, okay, you're gonna start something over me. You're gonna bench me two two games in the season. I'm gonna be a little extra motivated. Oh. Uh, and it just felt like throughout the game, every time he came, he came into the game, I mean, it, he was everywhere. He got his hands on balls. He was deflecting balls. He was stealing balls. And what a perfect, I mean, he was 0 for 1 from the three-point line, but he he finished with 20 points. And I saw somebody tweet. I'm sorry, I can't give you credit. I'm, I can't remember who tweeted, but it was like, that's the, like, that's the first time I've seen a guard score 20 points uh, from all, like, inside the paint. And it, it's so true. So, yeah, somebody tweeted that, and I'm like, you just don't see that very often. I mean, most guards, you know, score from outside the paint at some point, but I would say majority of his 20 points were inside the paint. And he's just, yeah, he, he, he's crafty just like Brunson, but in a different way, kind of. Yeah. He only took one three. <laughs> he was just looking yeah. for opportunities, just taking advantage of any, any opportunity to score uh, and really just putting his head down and taking it to the, to the rack. Okay. Uh, 
Brad Townsend just spoke to him about you know his role in playing and playing this this best game that he's played so far, and uh, so let's hear from it if we can hear it. I just like that. I just like that comment at the end. Finally, I feel like myself. Like he finally got out there and he he finally settled in. It feels like we were saying this before we record that every Mavericks game they just have to settle in and they really have to. It takes mm-hmm. them. You know, this game obviously took a whole quarter. The other game it took, you know, until the second quarter uh, for the Mavericks to just settle in, find themselves. And I think Delon Wright kind of feels that too. And I wonder if a lot of these guys because this is a this is essentially a brand new team. There's Brunson and Luca, Dorian, Maxi. And the rest of the guys are new. Like Justin Jackson's still kind of new. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. still kind of new. And you know, Delon Wright's obviously new. Seth Curry's back, but he's new. Porzingis obviously is new. And so these guys are really just trying to find themselves and, and you know find the team that they're going to be. And Delon Wright is you know a uh, embodiment of that. Yeah, and, and find out exactly what that role looks like. I mean, his, yeah. his we, we were talking about it all summer. <laughs> Yeah, his role in Toronto was really defined, coming off the bench, playing off the ball, you know, with Fred Van Vliet off the bench, and then he gets traded to Memphis, and he has the ball in his hands all the time. He plays like 25 games there, and it's just it's a completely different role. Then he comes to Dallas, and it's like, hey, you're gonna play off Luca, you're gonna be a starter, but then he's benched after the first game, and so I think figuring that out. But you saw it a little bit tonight. He is one of. I don't expect him to score 20 points every game. Yeah, I think. You know, this, I mean, that's a lot of points for him. I think he'll hover around that 12 to 15 mark, but he's going to have, like he had tonight, the seven boards. Uh, he only had three assists tonight, but he had uh, his five steals yeah. and stuff, too. Like, that's the stuff that the all around game from DeLon Wright, <clears throat> Bobby Crawl tweeted out uh, a quote, a lot of the media that was there, that Rick Carlisle said about him and said, This is the best defense I've seen since Jason Kidd. Ooh. You know, and. I mean that's that's a high that's high praise for Rick Carlisle and that's well that's let's, let's list all the guards com- that have played since Jason Kidd. <laughs> I mean Dur- Darren Williams is uh, <laughs> Darren Williams, pretty- JJ Perea, Jose Calderon, uh, Jameer Nelson, Rondo, yeah, Shane Larkin, Shane Larkin, <laughs> Roddy B was that <laughs> that since Jason Roddy Kidd. Roddy B baby, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Who. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, tough break for my guy. Not looking good. Did did he play against? Yeah, Brooklyn? I, I I saw a bunch of Nets fan accounts tweeting out Dennis Smith R because he doesn't have a J. <laughs> so, Delonray had a, <laughs> had an incredible game, and you you tweeted out the video of it. But just what a great way to cap off just his night with that clutch steal. I think it was Josh Hart that pulls down a rebound at the end of the, towards or at the end of the game, and he comes up behind him and just takes it from him. It just it was a, a symbolic play of just a great night for Delon Wright, and uh, yeah, hats off to him. Super happy for yeah, him. Yeah, great for him. Glad to see him. You know, finally find that role, feel like himself. Like he said, seeing that defense, I still think that he should start with. You, so you do think now that he should start with Brunson and Luca? That's your backcourt, and then Maxi and Porzingis, or do you have to have a wing defender, or is it just fluid like it has been so far? Yeah, I think it's fluid. I just, 
I just, yeah, I just love Jalen Brunson in there with him. I mean, yeah, because I want Dorian at that three spot at the beginning to guard some of those best wings in the league. What if they could start six players? That would be incredible. <laughs> but I mean, you see tonight. You see, I mean, Delon came off the bench tonight, played thirty-one minutes, put up twenty yeah, points yeah. in his best game in his past fifty games, probably. So we don't know. I mean, what? Do you say Delon Wright played his best game in fifty game in the last fifty games? I don't know. I said he probably. Had, he had two triple doubles against the Mavs. He did. He did. Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, just the, Jamal Crawford put up fifty run. points. <laughs> put up fifty points at the end of the game, uh, and I wouldn't uh, have Dirk's game, and I don't know if I would. Uh, I but, think. Uh, I think. Porz- <laughs> I think Porzingis had the best game he's ever had in his past one thousand two hundred games. Let's just say days. <laughs> days. We just throw him. Porzingis had his best. Porzingis had his best his best game tonight in the past like two years. Is that correct? Porzingis had his. Hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Sorry, I got a text that. Uh, oh no! From, it, was, it was from a friend. It's fine. Everything's good. Oh, uh, is Rondo okay? <laughs> Lakers okay? Save Swear. save themselves from themselves for one more night. Jason Kidd stepped in as head coach yet? Um, He's lurking. He is lurking with that best defense. The projecting, like, we need to turn this into a game. Like, who can project the starting unit? Because we're two. (laughs) That's true. We should play that game. Yeah, because we're two games in. We have seven different starters. Courtney Lee has started both both games. Played a total of, like, 20 minutes. Now they go into Portland. And uh, good luck. I mean, you can't guess this at all. And, guys, we said this on the pod before. And we're just going to have a truth moment for 20 seconds. All right. We love our Mavericks. We love our guys. But somebody, we've seen some tweets and it was like, why are we changing up the starting lineup? Why don't we have other teams match our lineup and match our five best players? Or, or I've also seen, <laughs> why don't they keep the same starting five so they can get some continuity? And I think this goes, it, it goes for both of these reasons. Why, both of these questions, I think what Isaac's about to say applies to that. It's because the supporting cast isn't that great. So you can't, like, in order for other teams to match up to you, you need to be very, very confident in how good your players are. And one, Rick's still trying to figure out who's good on this team and who fits and what fits and what lineups fit. And two, I'm sorry, like we like these guys in the roles that they're in, but some of these other teams, like their player, like there's a reason why KP and Luca, that's never changing, you know, because they're they're some of the best players in the league. Like that's not changing. But it's hard to say, hey, we're gonna throw out there our what we think's our five best guys and say, other teams, you guys change to us when their supporting cast, a lot of their guys are, are just better than some of our guys. So it's just it's when you have a bunch of it's kind of like you threw out there uh, somebody um, was putting different uh, all the players in the league in different categories for each team and I forgot who did this and you were references on the pod a while back oh, I think and it how was like NBA K- math okay it's KP and Luca at the top and then like the role player category for for the Mavericks had like eight names in it yeah it was like death uh, pieces there was like solid bench players there was starters there was all-star level players and like MVPs and like death pieces was the Mavericks largest one by far they had like nine guys in it 
Yeah, so when you have like two superstars at top and then you skip a couple categories and yeah. then you have like the rest of your rotation is in the like uh, like depth pieces, that's when you have to interchange starters and try to match up against other teams, but um man, I I don't want us to gloss over that second quarter for Porzingis though because I think Yeah, let, let's uh coming up, we got to get into Porzingis and Luka too. We've talked about all the role players. Now let's get into uh the main event. The two guys, I mean Luka triple-double Come on, mm. Porzingis had an incredible game, so let's get into those two guys coming up. All right, Isaac, let's start with uh, let's start with with uh, with Porzingis. Man, he had just a really great second quarter, like you said. The Maver- when the Mavericks were rolling, and this is what really ha- this is why the Mavericks are going to be good is Porzingis can be a really good finisher. That stuff at the end of the game where they're just throwing to him to isolate, you know, to to post up on. Brandon Ingram, that stuff doesn't work. It just it hasn't really worked. He needs to be close to the basket. The Lakers are trying that same thing with Anthony Davis, and it works a little better because he's a little better ball handler, but it hasn't worked for them really either, and he's better than Porzingis. That stuff just doesn't work. You have to do something, pick and roll, pick and pop, do something to get Porzingis to be a finisher because when he can finish yeah. plays, he is incredible. He can finish off of all those things, the roll, the pop, shooting, shooting off of motion. I mean, he is just... He's so good at that, but you have to set him up in a way, I think. Yeah, and you saw at the very beginning of the game, you know, I think his first bucket of the game was a shot inside, what, 10 feet? Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you might even tweeted out something like, hey, um, never could have predicted this or something with, the first, you know, one of the first plays of the game was Porzingis. Oh, yeah, it's a little tra- shot. tradition unlike any other, Porzingis shot in the paint. It just, that's every game yeah, it feels it, like. You know, in the first half, um, they you know they threw it down to Porzingis one time. Ingram was guarding him in the post, and you know he just did this little. I mean, it's a simple turnaround. You know, jump like fade away, and it's like you're seven three, and you're jumping and you're fading back. There's nobody, hardly anybody in the league that can block that, and it was just a bucket. And that's a the rolling to the rim. Getting the ball in the post, that's the stuff we want to see more of because once you get that going, it opens up that outside shot more. And I think you're going to see more of that integrated into the offense. But, I mean, just, yeah, he was rolling in that second quarter. He, he I mean, honestly, he looked like pre-injury KP. Mm. Defensively, he had five blocks tonight. Five. And, and one of them, that sh- mean, and he should have had six because that one on Josh Hart where he just clobbered him, just completely clobbered the ball. Oh. Where they kind of called him for that little BS leg thing. The refs were all over the place in this game. So stupid. They called that a foul. It's just dumb. But Luca got got almost like like destroyed. (laughs) Legit clothesline. (laughs) Clotheslined it. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Clothesline in the in the paint off the ball, and nobody saw it. And that didn't get called for a foul. But then you know what? Porzingis did got called for. I mean, it was just it was all over the place. But hey, a win is a win. Yeah, it was bad on both sides. I think personally. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like notice. It wasn't like the opening night against the Wizards where travel was called everything. Oh my gosh, the, guys, I'm just being real. The when players catch the ball and they took and they took off dribbling, the same crap happened tonight that it did the first night, and they just didn't call it. So and it's fine, like, and it didn't give anybody an advantage. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Both teams um, do it. It's totally. I don't care. <laughs> what Porzingis gives this defense anchoring the paint. It's Tyson Chandler esque. Like the would you the say defense, would you would you say that he is a starter, uh, he would you say that he is a Tyson Chandler starter kit, Isaac? Uh, it's not a, it's past starter kit. 
<laughs> he is like uh, he is like the settlers of Catan game where you get like the cities and knights and the boats and the rivers and like all that stuff. Like if Tyson Chandler, if the starter kit is just the the initial game, then then Porzingis is all the other bells and whistles. Like you're building freaking castles and towers on there. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he had five blocks and they were incredible. Uh, but I mean, that's not even counting the shots that he altered. Yeah, for not sure. even counting the shots, the drives that it was just. I mean, intimidation just of him being in the paint or near the paint. He just he brings a dynamic to this defense that they just haven't had for years, like literally years, and that part's incredible. Now we can we can say in questioning him being at the five and all that stuff, and you know when they were switching, and you kind of seen that first quarter the need to have somebody like a Dwight Powell yeah. or Max even Maxi starting to help guard somebody like a Favors or you know whoever it is, but uh, they'll work that out, and especially when Dwight gets back and figure out what that looks like because. Hassan Whiteside's coming to Dallas, guys, and uh, I gotta figure that out. Speaking of matchup problems, <laughs> well, the, we'll talk about this game later. But the the Blazers they start Whiteside and Zach Collins, so you'll be able to start Maxine Porzingis. No, Max will. Or this could be the first Dwight game. He's only supposed to be out the first two games. That's true. This would be a That's great true. Dwight game to come back. Um, Except for Whiteside might hurt him again, so ooh. on accident. He's one of those like accidentally hurt people guys. Uh, shout out to Timothy Huang, who tweeted at me and said, remember when Scottie Pippen said that he can't block shots? <laughs> shout out Scottie Pippen, who said on the jump that uh, Porzingis isn't really a shot blocker. Shout out to you, bro. Nothing more to say. Shout, shout out. Yeah, that's just that's a lazy take. Uh, that's just, he, that's like, uh, that's like, what was it? Um, oh, Kenny the Jet Smith last night said that uh, that's, Trey Young is not as good of a passer as Steph Curry. It's not even close. And I was like, he's probably a better passer than Steph Curry is right now. Not even close. Hmm. Uh, I was like, you just you just picked something, and we're like, I want to say that. Yeah, he's not as good. All right, let's talk, let's talk about Luca because triple double, <laughs> triple double. He had what do you have? Twenty five points. Oh my god! Ten boards, ten assists. Phone just froze. 25 uh, points, 10 port. Yeah, uh, the, ex- the exact triple double. Two steals, which are great. Didn't get to the line that much. Two free throws, made both of them. So 100% from the line. Get Let's go. 100%. 100% from the line. I feel like he took that LeBron approach at the, at the beginning. So I know Drew Holiday is a great defender, and I'm not taking anything away from him. But I feel like he was just trying to get everyone else involved. Yeah, the facilitation. Just, I, I agree. Yeah, and he just wasn't being very aggressive at the beginning. And. Yeah, the fact that he ended up with 25 points and he just took over in the fourth was crazy. The problem with that approach is LeBron does it because he's like 35. <laughs> he's did that for a, a while, though. He's did that for a while. He does it like FU mode when he has terrible teammates. He's like, look, look, I'm just going to pass to these idiots and just throw to Jamario Moon over in the corner so he can dunk on Worldwide Wild. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, is Luca ever going to have a good game? I mean, every time we say Luca had a triple double and he didn't even play that well, I feel like that's the new thing to say uh, that people were saying tonight. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's. I think he's definitely going to hit forty this oh, yeah. year at some oh, point. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a given. Um, Here, but my my thing with Luca is that he can do so many things. There's so yeah. many different facets to his game. He can get to the line. He can hit from three. He didn't hit from three that well. In this game, three of nine, two free throws, still at 25 points, still at 10 boards, still at 10 assists. He has so many facets that a good game for him is putting all those things together. And that's just, I mean, you don't need, that's excessive. <laughs> you don't need all I that stuff. 
We need to find the first person who who does the. I should do this tomorrow. I should go ahead and tweet this out for tomorrow. After two games, these are the only players that's averaging <laughs> twenty eight points. Uh, you know, like eight assists. You got to put under the age of twenty one or something. Under the age of twenty one, no one in NBA history has ever done this. Uh, but yeah, I mean. The what what he did in the fourth quarter, the bank shot, oh, the so just the confidence. I think I w- I was more impressed with the drive on Kendrick Williams, the just back and forth, and he drove past him. He did some dribble moves, drove past him on the left, and then went in, shot this like really quick floater, one foot, you know, one handed shot over two defenders, and that was like right at the two minute mark in the fourth quarter. That play was just incredible. Like it, we can't stress this enough, but he's he literally is a top twenty player in the league. This is how people watch. I don't want to bring Ben Simmons back in this. Stop. Do not pre- talk about Ben Simmons. Leave Ben how, Simmons out I, of this. I, it, it, it blows me away how some people can believe that Ben Simmons is better than Luka. We it just talked about some person that believes that a, a Hall of Fame basketball player that believes that Porzingis can't block shots. So people believe all kinds of stupid things. Okay, that's that's true, but. Anyway, it's just yeah, the level that Luca can get to in the fourth, he's clutch. It, it's just insane that he's twenty. Okay, like, it, it doesn't make sense. How do you feel about banging your chest when you bank in a three? Oh, I don't care about. You're that. okay with that? If it, okay. Yeah, if it goes in, it goes in. Yeah, I'm down. I would. I think I would shrug, be like, "Hey, you know, I can't help that I'm this talented." I think that's. <laughs> I mean, if we if we want to be real, like, what about a shot that like hits the front of the rim, bounces around like five times and goes like in? Like the Kawhi game beat, seven shot. Yeah, can you beat your chest on that? I mean, I, sure. If I mean, it goes Kawhi in, I, it. You, go for it. Fourth quarter, Kawhi doesn't even show. Expression. Hey, we have a board bet update. Hey, hey, hey. We had a <laughs> what to <a> do, baby. <laughs> we have a board bet update. We got a Rick Carlisle challenge. Yeah, we got a challenge. How many more we need? Our over under was eight and a half, and so we need uh, eight more. To get the over. But you know what I feel like it was, though? I I feel like Rick knew that this was going to get... It, it's just I a agree. confidence I, thing. This, yep, it, it's a DeLon Wright coming over and saying, dude, challenges, challenges, <laughs> challenges. If Rick looks at him stone-faced, like, killer mode and says, no, sit down. In the, repl- like, in the replay, as soon as he stood up, he was doing the twirl fingers thing. Yeah, he, he was wanting up. it. It's like Rick was probably like, dang, I know this thing gonna get reversed, but hey, Delon, I believe in you. Challenge this thing, hit the button, let's go. And I think it's more of like a challenge. I mean, more of a confidence thing of hey, I believe in you type of thing. And you know, even though they didn't get reversed, you know, Delon sitting there saying, let's go, Rick Carlisle believes in me. Like, I'm gonna go steal the basketball now. <laughs> and he exactly. did five times. He really did. <laughs> okay, anything else on Luca? Oh, Tim Hardaway Jr. still taking really bad shots. No way. Is that breaking news? He went through a few Man. phases there to where, like, yeah, it was like he was wanting to will put the Mavs on his on his back and yeah. go. And I'm like, no, 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 please don't. And yeah, just some three. I texted you one about one of his like that corner shot, and I laughed at like out loud when he, you texted. He did back the and same like, thing. He's waiting. He did the same thing in the preseason where he waits for the defender to contest and then he throws the shot up. It's like. Why? Yeah. But, oh well. It was a fun game. Maxie, I mean, Maxie and Dorian combining for one for uh, one for nine from the three-point range. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Uh, Maxie missed some wide open ones. Dorian did too a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's you want one, a couple of those guys to really, Justin Jackson only getting thir- 13 minutes. I know a lot of people out there yeah. are really 
pattern for him to be the fifth starter. And um, out of everyone who played double-digit minutes, uh, he was the one who received uh, the least amount. But but that goes back to what does Justin Jackson bring? He brings some scoring, shooting, and the, the floater game. And if if they didn't need scoring in this game, they needed some stops, and so they had to bring in some other guys for that. They needed playmaking and stops is what they needed. I think it comes down to like Tim Hardaway or Justin Jackson. I think if you want to give Justin more minutes, you got to take minutes away from Tim Hardaway. And yeah, because I think you you have to. I mean, Dorian played twenty one minutes, but at times you got to have his defense out there. That means a lot. And yeah, there's only so many people who can play at that point. Agreed. And then when Dwight Powell comes back, I mean, it's gonna change that whole thing up just a little bit more. Yeah, Dwight D- Dwight comes back, and uh, we'll see. See what Maxi's role looks like at that point. I mean, Boban's already not playing, so yeah, we'll see. Well, they, you know, they played two is. teams that don't have lots of bigs, though. This this team True. they had they have two bigs. They have Favors and they have Melly, who like can be guarded by Dorian. So yeah, and we could see Boban get some minutes on Sunday against Portland. You know, if Porzingis is out of the game and they don't want Maxi, you know, trying to bang with Whiteside down there, they might throw Boban in there. Here's three Boban games. The next three games, Blazers, Nuggets, Lakers. I mean, those are teams with bigs, like huge bigs. Whiteside, you know, Zach Collins, uh, Jokic and Paul Millsap, and then Plumlee coming off Dwight the bench. Howard. Dwight Howard, JaVale, and Anthony Davis. I mean, they, they they play those guys. I mean, What are they going to do with Dwight Howard? I don't even know. Dwight Howard yeah, just I... swatted the mess out of a Mike Conley floater, and it went in like the first row. I wish he would have kept wow. it. In, I wish he would have kept it in bounds. But... <laughs> That's a throwback That's joke. That's a throwback right there. inside joke. Oh man. <laughs> That's great, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, just to try to put a bow on this game. Super fun. Three quarters f- fun uh game. It's I think it speaks volumes of this Mavs team that they can come back and uh shows the just, potential. Yeah. Where it looked rough in the first quarter, that they can respond like they did. Uh, guys like Delon Wright, who didn't like pout, and you know they didn't start, and yeah. they came in and had the best game, you know, so far for them. And Luca just showing that he's a top fifteen player in the league. That he's just incredible. That he's right there on par with all the best stars in the league. That he can take over. The ball's in his hands. He's going to be an All Star this year. That's that's going to happen. Yes, guys. let's go. And two and zero. Oh. I mean, we talked about this as far as schedule. Yeah. Like they really need to take care of business these first two games. They go. They're two and zero oh now. They go into this next week against the uh, the teams you just said, the Blazers, Blazers Nuggets, Nuggets, and Lakers. Lakers. And yeah, I mean, you go into this next week, you're kind of man. I, I mean, you host Portland, who made it to Western Conference Finals last year. You know, Dame, you know Damian Lillard versus uh, versus Luca is going to be a ton of fun. CJ McCollum, uh, everything. Yeah, it's just going to be. Every game is so much more fun now because they can win. There's not a, exactly. There's not a <laughs> game that even though we're homers, we're biased sometimes, you yeah, know, with the stuff. Sure. And it's like, it's like I I do uh, for years. I would I do scores with my dad on Sunday in which we would talk on the phone uh, for NFL for NFL games, and we'd just pick scores. We'd pick teams to win each game. It's just something we've did since I was a kid. And every single week for years, I've never picked the Ravens to lose. And it's been like an ongoing joke. And I'm like, I can never pick the Ravens to lose. You know, like I would never say that. All right. <laughs> so-and-so team is going to beat you know, Baltimore today. And for, for the longest time, like the Mavericks have been like this for the past. I'm like, all right, confidence going in. Like, I think we can pull this one off, you know, trying to have optimism. This is like the first time where you're like, 
dang, I think we have a legit shot in every single game that we play. Like, there's a legit good chance that we could pull this off. Like, we are there talent wise. Luca's there star wise. Yeah, it, and it's just a fun. It's a fun time to be a Mavs fan. Absolutely, and we're glad that you guys joined us on this weekend bonus post game pod. Uh, man, we appreciate everybody listening. We had an amazing day. We had an amazing last couple of days as far as people listening. Okay. So thanks to everybody. If you're new listening, we appreciate it. We do this every single day. We do this five days a week. Actually, we say daily, but like it's five days a week. So the weekends don't count as a day, I guess, apparently. But we do also do post games. So we'll be here post game for you. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On. Mavs. 2-0 Mavs. Peace, Peace out, baby. Undefeated. Boom. Boom.